Happy Friday, everyone. I know we did our bonus episode earlier in the week, so we're going to keep this short and sweet for you. We just want to give our listeners a peek inside our thoughts on the most recent October milk production report, and then we'll cap out our conversation with an overview of this week's global dairy trade event. Lucas, I know you love writing this milk production report. It takes you to your Cornell Ag Econ happy place. Tell us all about it. <laughs> Thanks, Alyssa. It, it, you know, it actually is one of my favorite reports of the month. In my uh, econ nerdy brain, love diving into this milk production data. October data that we got two days ago was bearish as expected. We had called for between a two and two and a half percent year over year gain, which is exactly what we saw. U.S. milk production up 2.3% in October. I think this puts the U.S. in kind of a, a tough position moving forward. We expect substantial milk growth throughout the spring flush period. And if there are no milk production restrictions into the spring, a probably burdensome output with plants full to capacity and the potential for significant milk dumping again, at least based on what this data is telling us. The herd size growing quickly, a sharp 10,000 head revision in September followed by a 14,000 head gain into October, tells us as expected, dairy farmers are adding cows to their herds as quickly as possible to capitalize on what were until the past few weeks, strong cheese prices. Overall, I think this kind of just reiterates that there's a wall of milk coming at us and this will likely overwhelm demand into the first half of 2021 and not bode well for any semblance of a substantial price recovery. Uh, will be interesting to see how this plays out in the coming months, but not good news for stronger prices for dairymen. And really, we have no idea whether co-ops will implement milk production restrictions, do we? Yeah, that's that's a good point. I think a lot of co-ops found that it, it worked surprisingly well in April and May this year at the beginning of the pandemic. And I think it's now probably potentially going to be a, a toolkit in co-ops strategies. You know, it's certainly not an easy decision to make for co-op boards to tell farmers to pull back production, but the spring, we saw it work tremendously in terms of really getting rid of any excess milk and toning down the dumping that was catastrophic for the industry. So I think um, something that co-ops will be considering in the future. Great point. During the conversation to New Zealand, how about that positive global dairy trade event on Tuesday? Yeah, it was good to see. I think the past event or two, we were kind of waiting for signals on, on where things were going to shape out. Of course, New Zealand now about a month past peak milk. We saw China sit out one of the auctions, not totally, but demand from the country was down versus expectations. But then the country moved back to purchase more here this week. And we saw both whole and skim milk powder prices increase and um, fat higher as well. So kind of a sign from High Ground's perspective that demand from Asia will persist and be generally supportive into the coming months, not to mention that milk production has maybe become a little bit more questionable in, in recent weeks in New Zealand. I think, Alyssa, you might be uh, closer to the ground there. What do you have to say on that? 
Yeah, I think before we jump into that situation, just to mention that China's powder inventories were pretty ample leading into this event, which made it a bit more surprising to see them come back in such a big way and really push prices up into this week throughout New Zealand, the Fonterra specs anyway. And really, I think that points to the fact that China is concerned about the global resurgence of COVID-19, logistical restraints, they continue to experience some food inflation, um, and that just makes them more dependent on the New Zealand market for fulfilling some protein needs in the form of dairy. And then New Zealand milk production has experienced difficulty throughout the North Island in particular, which I think also lent some support here this week for NZ sourced powder and fat. They've been seeing good grass growth and weather throughout much of peak, but then it got to a point where there was almost too much grass in New Zealand. So cows weren't happy, and we heard of guys being down between 5 and 10% below prior year, which the industry was not expecting, but there was little farmers could do to prevent this fall. We are hearing that it's come back quite a bit, so less concerning into today. But the upside remains limited given the economic recoil that will be felt into 2021. Yeah, certainly good news on the horizon globally, I think, for a vaccine, but economy is certain to struggle at least for the first half of the year there. Not a not a good sign. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, Lucas. Next week is a holiday here in the U.S., Thursday and Friday, so we will be taking next week off, but we will be back the following week to get you updated on all things dairy. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Thank you.